I don't think that we'll ever live in a world where people don't share their unsolicited opinions and advice, but we can take it head on, not back down from standing our ground and saying what we've chosen to do and being very happy with that. Then nobody is going to prioritize you, but you. Nobody is going to take care of you, but you. You have to bring in these little tweaks and intentionally do these things to take care of yourself. I'm not going to use skincare that I know has known carcinogens and parabens. It's those little things that add up daily that we can completely eliminate. So why not? Welcome to the Melanie Avalon Biohacking Podcast, where we meet the world's top experts to explore the secrets of health, mindset, longevity, and so much more. Are you ready to take charge of your existence and biohack your life? This show is for you. Please keep in mind, we're not dispensing medical advice and are not responsible for any outcomes you may experience from implementing the tactics lying herein. Are you ready? Let's do this. Welcome back to the Melanie Avalon Biohacking Podcast. Friends, Merry Christmas to everybody. It's the end of 2020. It has definitely been a year. I talk about this in the episode, but despite everything, I am so grateful for this community. I know the year has been rough. We've been through a lot together, but I'm really excited about the beautiful things that I truly believe are on the horizon. I thoroughly enjoyed today's conversation, and I think you guys will as well. The show notes for today's episode will be at melanieavalon.com slash noeltar. That's N-O-E-L-L-E-T-A-R-R. Those show notes will have a complete transcript, so definitely check that out. There will also be an episode giveaway for this episode. If you'd like to win some of the beauty counter that we talk about in this episode, for that, just join my Facebook group, IF Biohackers, Intermittent Fasting Plus Real Foods Plus Life. Comment something you learned or something that resonated with you on the pinned post to enter to win something I love. Friends, follow me on Instagram. I'm doing so many giveaways and other things there. That's Melanie Avalon. And also definitely get on my email list for all of the latest updates from me. That's at melanieavalon.com slash email list. In this episode, we talk about creating your own products and making your own content. All right, without further ado, please enjoy this wonderful conversation with Noel Tarr. Welcome, Melanie, to the Well-Fed Women podcast. Welcome, Noelle, to the Mel- <laughs> to the Melanie Avalon Biohacking Podcast. Thank you. It's great to be here. It's wonderful to be here. <laughs> so, Melanie, you and I did a mashup episode for me on our podcast. It was the Wealthy Women Podcast. It was number 256, which is actually, I looked this up, it was exactly a year ago. So apparently this is like our annual mashup podcast episode. (laughs) We talked about the connection between mindset and health. And you and I just dove into a whole bunch of topics. And, you know, we figured that after a year, we have been we talk a lot. Melanie and I obviously have a relationship offline. We both have holistic health podcasts. But then we also have a relationship offline where we talk all the time on Voxer. And Melanie always maxes out her Voxers at like 15 minutes. And she always has so much to say. And she's so helpful with all of her advice. So was, we both were like, let's just jump on and do another podcast and bring this conversation on air. So I'm excited to talk about all the random little things that we are, we're going to talk about today. It's going to be fun. Yeah, I'm so excited. I don't know how many times we send boxers and we're like, this should just be a podcast episode because it's about all the things. And for my listeners, I had Noelle was episode 26 of this show. So it was like the beginnings of this show or halfway through this show. 
So you've been doing this show now, like what, a year and a half? Your show? Ish. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's awesome. Crazy. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of hard doing a set. I know that this for you is like your second show, which is a lot to juggle. For me, it's a lot to manage (laughs) the Well-Fed Women podcast. I can't imagine doing two. Are you still like gung-ho and loving it? I love it. It was so interesting. I'm talking to my audience and your audience. Um, so for the entire audience, I have the Intermittent Fasting Podcast, which side note, it was always a dream when we first started that show to try to get Stephanie Ruper on the show. I might've told this last time, but the way I actually connected with Noelle through something we'll talk about later, which is Beauty Counter, it was actually my sneaky way of trying. Because I've been a huge fan of Well-Fed Women ever since it was Paleo Women podcast, right? That was my sneaky way of trying to get in contact with you. I was like, who's Melanie Avalon? I don't know who this is. And I remember like Googling you and I'm like, she's an actress? <laughs> like I'm like, okay, she has a book and she's an actress. That's interesting. And so like, I remember I emailed you and I don't usually like send these cold emails like, Hey, I'm Noelle. Who are you? Yeah. So then we connected. You got on Voxer. Did I pull you on Voxer? You did because you were like, you got to get on Voxer. You got to do all these things. And I was like, no more social media. (laughs) Yeah. You were overwhelmed. You were like, got to get on Instagram. I was like, I can't. (laughs) (laughs) Which... um, Okay, I, we may be jumping a little bit into this, but I just want to ask you one question before we, we dive in. Like, I've noticed an interesting shift in you lately. And I mean, 2020 has been kind of a crazy year and we've all been hopefully developing ourselves and trying to, you know, working through our problems. But when I interviewed you last year and we, were, we did this, this whole thing or, you know, whatever, we did our mashup episode, we talked about, you know, our own personal journeys into health and mindset when it comes to working on your own long withstanding chronic health issues, which we both have experience with. And like a year ago, you were not putting pictures of yourself on social media. And now I'm seeing you all up on the social media with your selfies. So and today you just posted a photo of you like with your your glucose monitor. So what was kind of the catalyst for that shift? Was it a mindset thing? Or where did you become okay with like pictures of yourself again? How did that happen? This is so huge to me and such a topic. And I I feel like a lot of people have a lot of thoughts and feelings about this. So I am not a social media selfie person. Like I, I don't like pictures of myself. Like this has been a thing since I was like three. Like I would always like block the camera with my hands. Like I'm very insecure. <laughs> I don't know, just I'm not that type of person. So I've never really been into selfies or Instagram or anything like that. And then when my developed a lot of health issues, fatigue stuff. So I really didn't want to be doing all of that. And then I would kind of use the excuse of, oh, well, I don't want to be, you know, we don't want to put all of our lives on social media anyway. So I would use it as an excuse not to. You were actually a pretty big push. Like you just said, when we started talking, you were like, Melanie, you know, you start getting out there more for your brand, your business, your audience. And so I was inspired to... And then I find this really interesting because I think a lot of people who have chronic health issues, it it can be really easy to just feel tired and not want to put yourself out there because it's really, it's a lot as a female to like put on makeup and take selfies, especially if it's not something that you just naturally enjoy doing. But I found that once I started doing it more, there's an energy that you get from actually putting effort into it, like into your appearance. And I, I don't, I feel really awkward about it because I don't ever want to be like selfish or appear stuck up or make 
appearance, anything about worth. So it has nothing to do with that. But I do think there is something you, you can actually get energy from putting in energy to, you know, presenting yourself to the world. And I try to make it relevant content. So you mentioned like one today is like my continuous glucose monitor and things like that. So I have a really like weird psychology surrounding it. I'm like always talking with my therapist about it. I'm really jealous of people. <laughs> That's so funny. I'm talking to my therapist about my selfies, but it's true. I mean, it, it ties into so much. So what she asked me was she said, because when I go to see my therapist, I have like no makeup. I'm like, you know, <laughs> Like just nothing. And so I was showing her pictures of my social media and she was like, what feels more like you? Like you with no makeup, like nothing or you in those pictures. And I was like, hands down, 100% what feels more like me is me in those pictures. And she thought that was really surprising. And I was like, it's not because it has anything to do with like, I need makeup or I need to look good to feel myself. It's when I feel confident in myself and I'm putting myself forward, that feels like the true me showing through. So here I'm going to start crying. So, so it's a really interesting, I don't know. I would like love to hear listeners thoughts about all of that. Cause the social media world, I mean, cause Noel, I mean, you're the bomb on social media. I'm always like someone on like, ah, oh, she has got this together. Like you look amazing. You're confident. You put forward amazing content. The reels you've been doing, I like die or the videos. They're amazing. They're empowering for women. Everybody follow Noel. You're cute. Thank you. I appreciate that. You know, but as you're talking, you know, I, I can so relate. Like I felt that way after I had my second child. I, I went through probably a six to 12 month phase where I just didn't want, I like you said, it took so much energy to get ready and, and like taking showers was hard, you know. And when you're in a chronic health issue, I have severe chronic back pain, and which has, you know, been gone now for not gone, but very well managed for like the last six months. And you can tell that on social media. But and I have the energy now to, you know, take showers and actually dry my hair and put on makeup. And I love that. I feel I feel good. Like you said, it's not necessarily like the appearance is the number one thing, but it definitely it feels good to feel like myself again and to you know, feel fresh and, and smell good and have makeup on and all that kind of stuff and be able to do my skincare routine. You know, and I, I've tried to to continue to do that social media stuff, even when I didn't feel my best very intentionally. You know, I, I also am, I have my own insecurities and I didn't want to, but I did feel like it was important for me to do that. And I that's why I was encouraging you to do it, because I know that so many people, more people than not, can relate to being, you know, stuck in the mud or deep in chronic health issues or just like deep in the struggle, you know, and we always see all day is people's best. All we see is is the filtered life. And we don't actually see when people are struggling. And so I think that it's important to always present ourselves. You know, if we're going to present our, the best of ourselves on social media, we should also just post the real stuff. You know, like this is me literally having nothing to give, <laughs> but putting my face on here because this is my life right now. And I that's actually the people that I like to follow. There are, there are quite a few people who jump on social media and are in stories and they have no makeup on and their hair's up. And I'm like, wow, they look tired. And that's awesome. Like, I like to see that because I feel that way a lot too. <laughs> so it's just nice to not see the filtered life sometimes. 100%. I think I posted my first like completely no makeup and I was like, oh, this is such a step forward. <laughs> <laughs> I, can't, I can't take it. You like put down the phone. You just don't want to look. I know. <laughs> so 
actually, that ties in a little bit to one thing we wanted to talk about. Because social media, for a lot of people, it can be just a, a, a casual thing about connecting with people or following interests or things like that. But then for others, it actually is a huge part of our job or our branding or what we're doing. And I get a lot of questions about how can you actually make a living or make a job out of something that is your passion that's not necessarily a a quote, and no job is normal, but a quote, normal nine to five job, because you and I, we do podcasting, social media, we work with beauty counter, Facebook groups. And I mean, I'm just so grateful that I'm able, I am able to make a living out of it. So that's a question for you. For example, like Wendy, she says, she'd love to hear your story on how you started out and she calls it being an entrepreneur but it is sort of like being an entrepreneur. She'd like to know how you make money doing podcasts. And then we had a lot of other questions about that. Like how can you make your passion or your hobby something that actually is a sustainable job? So yeah, yeah. I'm happy to pull the curtain back a little bit. I do. And this is like the the topic of 2020 because I feel like everybody's trying to figure out how to make it and how to have these, what I would consider to be multiple streams of income because if anything we have learned of this year is that nothing is predictable and everything is uncertain. And so when, in my opinion, one of the best ways to be stable is to have multiple ways of making money, not to have everything relying on one job or one form of income. Because if that one thing disappears, then you are, you know, you're up the creek. The short of it is, is that I I have a degree in marketing and I ha- I was doing marketing for a big running triathlon brand. And I started really finding it interesting that other people were kind of getting into the health space, which I was really passionate about at the time, and doing these podcasts. I'd actually listened to a podcast called The Balance Bites Podcast, which is one of my good friends now is the co-host. Her name's Liz Wolf. And I just was kind of like, I thought it was so cool. So I, I looked into what she had done to like further her education and to get the knowledge that she had. And that's where I learned about the Nutritional Therapy Association. So I decided to go back to school, get that certification, get a more official personal training certification because working out and fitness is a big part of my life as well. So I went through the National Strength and Conditioning Association. And this was actually while I was laid up on the couch, I had really hurt my back. And I was like, I need to be doing something else. I need to, I need to have another passion that I can, another, you know, side hustle that I can be doing and growing and making money so that if like I'm laid up on the couch or something's happens to my primary job, like I have another form of income. So I did all that stuff, got the certifications and just started a blog and started watching what other people were doing and kind of, you know, learned from them. And so I started writing educational articles and it was like a year of work of not getting any money, but but just putting free material out there, free education, writing articles. My shtick was really body image and mindset because that was a huge issue for me personally. And people resonated with that. You know, when I when I started blogging, the marketplace was full right? It's always full. There's always already people doing what you're doing, but I had my own special twist on it. And so I just kept plugging forward and I had the grit to move through those times where things were not great. 
things were not picking up. Nobody was reading my stuff, but I kept doing it. And I eventually started the podcast with Stephanie, this podcast, because I one of my another side hustle was helping her with her marketing. And I was like, hey, we should, we should start a podcast. And she's like, yeah, we should. So little things like that come. When you're pursuing your passion, you have these waves come. And the wave is kind of the luck, right? Like it was kind of luck that Stephanie and I, I had picked up Stephanie needed somebody to help her with marketing. And she said yes to doing a podcast. And we just connected so well. You know, I was able to, with my grit and skill and desire and passion, ride that wave and utilize that opportunity. So I think you just have to be able to be present and ride those waves as they come as you're trying to pursue your passion. So really, the the main way as my business has grown, so the podcast has grown, the blog has grown. And oh, gosh, now I have to, you know, grow Instagram and all the, the you know, things. I refuse to get on TikTok. Me too. <laughs> I just can't do it. I can't do it. I'll do the reels. I can't get up. I just can't do it. So as I've been growing my social medias and the blog and really growing recipes now, I've been really working on that. And I do have a cookbook. The main way that I initially made money was working one-on-one with clients with their nutritional concerns, helping, you know, it was a lot of hormonal health issues. I would help women, you know, do nutrition consults. And then I started moving towards, and what I believe in now is is a much more sustainable way to have a business, which is creating products and also having affiliate products that you work with. So for example, I created Strong From Home, which is a an at-home online workout program. Now, I don't really sell a ton of those now, but it was a big product that I worked on for seven months. I launched to my community in a very specific way using Jeff Walker's passive income strategy. He has this kind of cool program. I, I, you know, took his classes, learned that program, and I launched a product, right? So I made some money that year with that product. And then while I was making money with that product, I was still growing my podcast. And so you just kind of bounce around from from income opportunity to income opportunity. The podcast is a really cool way to make money simply because we get to team up with brands we're already buying from. So typically what my strategy is, is to find something that I love, like Allen Air Purifiers. Thank you. I'm dying that they're sponsored. I told Noelle, I was like, Noelle was like, what air purifier do I need to get? I was like, get Allen. Yeah. So, so this is what I do to figure out products that I love or figure out the right product. I usually ask Melanie and like two or three other people, which shall remain nameless, but I, I trust their research and I know they're good. And then I do my own research and I was like, Alan is the best. So I have this gorgeous air purifier, which I love downstairs. I reach out to those brands and I say like, hey, I have this podcast and I am already using your product and I love it. And I'm already going to be talking about it. But like, <laughs> you know, I don't really say that, but I'm like, I would love for you to support the show. Like, you know, this is what I can do. I can tell my listeners about you. And, you know, would you like to pay me money to do that? (laughs) I say, sometimes they say no and they ignore you. And that's fine. A lot of times people ignore you, but sometimes you get that that winner that's like, like Alan was awesome. And they were like, you know, we've never done this before, but it's worth a try. I think that they were really touched that I was like, I just love what you guys are doing. And I love your mission. And I love, you know, the products that you're creating for people like you are doing it. This is the company that I've been looking for. So I think that Melanie and I both do that. We try to find the products that we're already using and love. And we research the heck out of it and we team up with those and they pay us a set fee for me in particular. I get paid a set fee per podcast episode for a spot that I air. 
And then, of course, we have affiliate products that we represent as well. And those, again, are products that I'm already using and talking about. Obviously, I'm very passionate about skincare. So I make a set fee with primarily pure. It's usually between like 10 to 15 percent of whatever people so graciously buy through me. So like I'll share, I'll say, hey, if you're interested in buying primarily pure, this is what I use. I use this toner. I use this dry shampoo. Yeah, if you're going to shop, like shop through my link, I would so appreciate that, you know. And then with Beauty Counter, it's the same thing. It's it's here's the things that have made a huge difference for me. Here's my link. Shop with my link. And it gives me a small commission. But it, that adds up over time. Yeah. And I can just echo everything you said. Well, first of all, as far as making money, like and like Noelle said, when you first start, like <laughs> the thing I tell people the most is if you want to you know, make your passion, especially if it's something creative, we're creating content and make it a living. You just have to keep doing it. Like just keep creating, keep putting it out there. And it's really hard, especially in the beginning, because you're like, who's going to be listening? But if you just keep doing it, you can build an audience, you can grow. And for me, what's really important is to really just stick to the things that I am passionate about. So like as far as creating content, so like podcast episodes. Oh, so like I said, for, for your audience, I have the Intermittent Fasting Podcast, which is a listener Q&A with Jen Stevens. And then this show is the Melanie Avalon Biohacking Podcast, where I interview top doctors, authors, researchers, amazing people in the health and wellness sphere. And it's been really important to me to only bring forth content that is really my passion, because then I think the passion shows through. And I think it makes people really excited. And then as far as like working with brands, because I do work with a lot of brands, but they're only brands that I am personally obsessed with. Like the amount of brands that we get approached with is insane. Because I think people will be like, oh, she works with so many brands. But I'm like, if you had any idea how many brands get pitched, (laughs) it's a lot. And it's only the ones like Noelle said, where it's things I absolutely truly like adore. Like my whole life is lit up with Juve Red Light Therapy. Like I drink joy from wines every night. I'm wearing my blue black blue box glasses right now. Yeah, totally. It's stuff that's made a huge difference for me. And I am that confident that it's going to help people, you know, so why not? Like it's a dream come true to be able to partner with brands like that. And I will say like, yeah, I know, Melanie, you say no to so many. We used to work with the same podcasting agency that and I now we're both agency free, which is great. So we we were for a very short period of time, we experimented with this. And I actually talked about some of the woes of this on my podcast. But like we were working for an agency and they would bring us stuff constantly. And I was like, no, I am not partnering with this random brand. Like it's not going to work. And so it's just and you can tell, I think, when podcasts just take anything that come their way and you're like listening to these ads and you're like, oh, this is awful. Like, why would anybody actually buy this from this? <laughs> like, that doesn't make any sense. So for me, the way that it, I think it it works is to actually have products that you are using and love and, and you've researched yourself. So yeah. So for Intermittent Fasting Podcast, we run sponsors, like spots, like you're speaking of. And that works fine because usually the actual topics of the episode are always <laughs> listener Q&A about intermittent fasting. But for this show, I used to do slotted sponsors. But in 2021, I think I'm just going to do affiliate accounts. And that's so that I can look at the episode, what is the topic about and what products will best benefit the person listening to that episode. So I can make it like really specific to the individual, like to that specific topic. So I'm really excited. That's going to be a new thing for 2021. No more slotted sponsors on this show. 
Yeah, that's really cool. And I mean, I think the cool part about what sometimes of, of like the affiliate products that we promote and talk about too is that they, we have discounted like coupon codes or whatever. And sometimes those discounts are way better than what you would find. And I'm going to be honest, I buy with my own discount links and codes. <laughs> like every time I do, I'm like, am I allowed to do this? I'm not sure, but I am. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm like, should I do this in my husband's name? I can't tell you how many times I have bought through my own discount link. I have to. I have to. (laughs) I send it to like, well, I have a different legal last name. Oh my gosh, Melanie. That's hilarious. So, but that's, then that's the other cool part of it. It's like, I'm already talking about this. And sometimes I do that. I just reach out and I'm like, can I have a discount code so that I can, like when I'm talking about this, I can at least, you know, pass on some sort of discount. So... Hopefully it all works out and y'all appreciate it. Hopefully everybody wins. Yeah. Can I ask you one more question about the whole thing? So this is a great question that we got from Leah and it has to do with the perception of being the females that we are in the creative work sphere with our own businesses. So Leah said, I'm a successful healthcare business owner and I am the sole owner of my company. A lot of work and long hours went into opening it, but now I have a lot of flexibility in my schedule and I've made jobs in my community. The biggest challenges I faced are criticisms and unsolicited heart-to-heart advice from other people, usually women, about how I'm not prioritizing family, having kids, and how I will regret this. Few care or believe that I make slightly more money and have way better hours or flexibility than I did when I was an employee. Either that or the people assume that the business is my husband's and they congratulate him for how well it is doing in front of me. She says, I'm not bitter. Most days I just laugh it off, but these are not the challenges I anticipated facing. I look forward to the day when female and minority owned businesses are so common that no one is surprised it is not owned by a man. And for my listeners, Noelle does have two beautiful children and a husband who also works. So (laughs) what are your thoughts on this? Well, I just think that's funny. It's, it's, I would just have to laugh that off and be like, oh no, 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 no. It's, it's my business. Thank you. I, you know, I, I'm, I'm pretty out, like, what's the word? I'm not intense, but I, I will say that I'm pretty confident in my abilities and what I've built. I mean, forward facing, believe me, I have my own issues and insecurities that I come home and cry to my husband about. But, you know, if somebody were to kind of say that to me or, or have any sort of backlash to what I was doing, like, oh, you should you should really think about your priorities. Like these are I, I've thought about my priorities. I really appreciate your concern and and your opinion. Or maybe you don't. Maybe you're not. You don't appreciate their opinion. But everybody has opinions. So, you know, I, I appreciate that. I appreciate your concern. But I have thought about this, and this is this is what I've chosen to do. I think I always, as much as it annoys me in those situations, I always try to assume positive intent. And this is a wonderful thing in our marriage as well. Is that. If, you know, somebody comes to you and says something, you you approach it assuming positive intent, meaning that that person does actually want the best for you. That person does actually care about you. And so in those scenarios, it's totally fine to just say, oh, OK, thank you for that advice. I appreciate that. You know, I'm really happy with the decisions that I've made and just stand your ground. I don't think that we'll ever live in a world where people don't share their unsolicited opinions and advice. But I think we can we can take it head on and not be not back down from standing our ground and saying what we've chosen to do and being very happy with that. I I was married for seven, eight years before 
and built my business. I'm so thankful, so thankful that we waited to have kids. So I didn't have my first until I was 31 and my second, I'm 34 now. And my second was last year. So yeah, it was hard on my body, but I don't regret that decision at all. It was absolutely perfect for us. And, you know, we got to do a lot of things. We're both career driven and we got to do a lot of things and grow our business to a place where I could take a step back and have and enjoy my baby when I did. And my business was still floating. Whereas in the beginning, when you're starting a business, it is a lot, like you said, it's a lot of hours. It's a lot of work. And you can't really do everything good. You have to, you know, you have to choose what what it is that you want to put your time towards and what you want to do really well. And, you know, everything's a season. And if you've chosen whatever it is, your job, growing your business for this season, then just be confident in that and don't back down from, from, you know, sharing that with others. I think it's so refreshing to think of things in terms of seasons. <laughs> it's so much less exhausting when you think about it that way, like a time and place for everything. And I know for me, I don't have kids, but probably as far as like stereotypes go, the thing I struggle with is because on this show, I bring on, I'm all in the biohacking sphere and I bring on a lot of really intense like people, like top researchers, like, you know, David Sinclair at Harvard, Wim Hof, like a lot of like really amazing people in the health and wellness sphere. And I've never gotten this from them, but I do think there is an idea out there where people are a little bit skeptical of, at least when I read iTunes reviews of um, <laughs> like a young blonde female engaging in these topics. Like you're not necessarily taken seriously at face value, but I like to just flip it in my advantage and see it as prove people wrong or, you know, see it as something that is unique if it's not quite as common and quite out there. I've never seen it as a, because I think a lot about the role of women in society and equality and what that looks like. And I'm so grateful that I'm born now and not, you know, decades and decades ago. And I do see things changing and I'm happy where things are going. Yeah. I like that. I like flipping the script. What you always say that in our boxes, is it flip the script? What is it that you always say? Oh, reframe. That's what you always say. <laughs> reframe. I'm going to reframe. I'm going to reframe. So you you do a really great job of like taking something like a negative, like a negative iTunes review, which we, which we get all the time and like reframing it into some sort of positive. And I'm like, yeah, Melanie, great job. I appreciate that about you. You're really great at that. <laughs> so do we want to talk about biohacking? Can we jump into that? Or do we have anything else? Sure, I would love to. Okay, so you were obviously, you've had a huge influence on me with your biohacking ways, which simply for me in the last year has always has been something like this. She'll, you know, I'll say, oh, I can't sleep or oh, I'm having anxiety. And she's like, hey, Noelle, you should really try this out. You should try this for your sleeplessness or your back pain or whatever. That's mostly what our conversations have looked like. So you are the ultimate biohacker. I hope you had time to think about this because I, I, it's hard to answer your favorite. So it's okay if you have like two or three things you want to touch on. But what is your favorite biohack that you think has made the biggest difference in your life and why. Hi, friends. Do you want to come hang out with me and Dave Asprey and so many other guests I've had on the show? You simply must come to the 10th annual biohacking conference. 
May 30th through June 1st in Dallas, Texas. And of course, I have a massive discount code for you guys. I went last year to the one in Orlando and it was one of the most fun times of my entire life. I met and got to hang out with so many guests that I've had on the show. I met so many of you guys. And of course, there's lots of Danger Coffee and Dave Asprey approved meals and Dry Farm Wines. And that's just the social aspect. The conference itself is mind-blowing. They have this incredible expo where they have all the biohacking supplements, all the biohacking things. You can learn about them, try samples, meet the creators and founders. If you haven't tried a lot of biohacking things, it's a great chance to actually try them out in person. Things like brain tap, infrared sauna, hyperbaric oxygen chambers, and so much more. There are so many incredible speakers as well. You can hear talks from people I've had on the show like Paul Saladino, Dr. Daniel Amen, Dr. Sarah Gottfried, Dr. Mercola, Dr. Annika Becca, and that is just a few of them. I seriously had the time of my life last year, and I would love to hang out with you guys. And you can get 35% off tickets. Just go to melanieavalon.com slash biohackingconference and use the coupon code BCMELANIE to get 35% off your tickets. That's melanieavalon.com slash biohackingconference with the code BCMELANIE to get 35% off your tickets. This code can be used for general admission or for VIP access. Seating is limited. They do sell out. They sold out last year. So get your ticket now. And if you come, definitely let me know because I want to meet you. So hopefully see you guys in Dallas. MelanieAvalon.com slash biohacking conference with coupon code BCMelanie. Get your tickets now. I'll see you guys there. Friends, you guys know I love wine. Do you love wine? I've done a lot of research on wine and I truly believe there are a myriad of health benefits the longest-lived populations drink wine, the polyphenols have a ton of potential health benefits, activating anti-aging sirtuins, potentially supporting our immunity, maybe even encouraging weight loss. Yep, it's actually not alcohol that makes people gain weight, it's what they eat when they drink. But if you want all of the benefits of wine, the type of wine you're drinking is key. Conventional wine in the U.S. is often full of toxins. We're talking things like pesticides, mold, and additives, dyes, colorizers, artificial flavors. Have you even seen some wine that says vegan? That's because conventional wine isn't even necessarily vegan because of the additives. I am obsessed with a company called Dry Farm Wines. They're not a wine producer, but rather a wine investigator. They go all throughout Europe and they find the wineries practicing organic practices, and then they test those wines to make sure the wines are, wait for it, low alcohol, low sugar, free of toxins, free of mold, and truly supportive of your health. I'm obsessed with Dry Farm Wines. One of the most fun things for me as a wine lover is you get mixed boxes of wine and it introduces you to varietals from all over the world. The wines taste amazing and you can say goodbye to hangovers. If you think you can't drink wine, you've got to try Dry Farm Wines. I am obsessed. You can get a bottle for a penny. Yes, a penny. Just go to dryfarmwines.com slash Melanie Avalon and use the coupon code Melanie Avalon to claim your penny bottle. That's dryfarmwines.com slash Melanie Avalon. All right, now back to the show. This is so hard. <laughs> For listeners who aren't familiar with the term biohacking, it's basically using devices, supplements, lifestyle tweaks to optimize your performance, optimize your life. Ironically, I see biohacking as a way to 
almost bring us back to the way we would be naturally through the use of technology often. What I don't ever want to be is be reliant on technology or reliant on biohacking because I, I do think that there is a danger there. However, there are a lot of things I've discovered that have had a massive profound impact on my life. So probably... The Juve red light and near-infrared therapy devices, which I already mentioned, well, people often go to them because near-infrared light is invisible, but it's a type of light that goes into your body and changes how your cells generate energy. And because they are better generating energy, everything sort of works better. So that's why it can miraculously seem to affect so many things. Like people use it for muscle pain, soreness, skin health, so many things. The biggest benefit I get is the red light, which is actually in the visible spectrum. So it's light that looks red. If you come into my apartment at night, it is all red. And red light is the type of light naturally found in the rising and setting sun. And it's very calming. It's good for regulating our circadian rhythm. And it helps combat the overexposure to blue light that we experience today. So when I turn on my Juve red and infrared light therapy devices in the morning and at night, I just instantly like breathe a sigh of relief. Like it just helps me so much. And then that coupled with, you mentioned like the blue blocks, blue light blocking glasses to block the extra blue light. Anything you can do to support sleep, I think is huge. So using that red light to help with your, your light exposure, using blue light blocking glasses at night so that you're not exposed to blue light, which actually instantly shuts off melatonin production and lasts for 30 minutes. So like, say that it's time to wind down and you look at a blue screen, you can say goodbye to melatonin for like 30 minutes. Um, So it has a really profound effect. And then also supporting sleep, I think the, Noelle, do you have a chili pad? I haven't. I just saw you post about it and I was like, I'm not doing it. Do you have sleep temperature issues at all? No, I'm just so... I'm so scared of being even more of a high-maintenance sleeper than I already am, but I don't. I actually... I keep my house very cold. So like I'm under the blankets and I'm like, I'm still cold. So I think that that might. Then you sound good. I need more convincing. <laughs> well, so for me, well, sleep temperature is massively and like what the temperature of your body while you sleep majorly affects your sleep quality and how you're sleeping. And our temperature is supposed to drop when we sleep. And a lot of people, especially women, especially with hormones, feel hot get night sweats, can't sleep because of their temperature, sleeping on a chili pad, or I just ordered the Uller, which is their newest version. It uses water. It's low or no EMF. It uses water to heat or cool to whatever temperature you want. So if you if you sleep cold and you want to be warmer, you can make it warmer. It is a game changer for me for sleep. And a lot of people have seen big changes in their aura ring. Do you have an aura ring, Noelle? <laughs> I don't have it. No. (laughs) Tell me about this. I'm going on so many tangents. (laughs) So I'm bringing the CEO of Aura onto my show pretty soon, but I am really excited. Although they're not giving me a listener discount. And I'm like, I'm like, you don't understand. (laughs) I need a listener discount. So it is actually a ring that you put on your finger It measures your, it has three types of sensors in it, but it measures your heart rate variability, which is something that's becoming more and more popular, which is basically your heart. You think that your heart, you'd want like a steady heartbeat, but actually you want a varied amount and the amount of time between heartbeats because it shows that your heart is adapting to stressors. 
And based on your heart rate variability and your sleep cycles, because it also measures your sleep cycles, you can tell if on a given day, if your body is ready to work out and be active, or if you actually need like rest and recovery that day. So when you wear an aura ring, it measures your sleep at night, measures your body temperature, your heart rate variability, measures your activity during the day. And then each morning when you wake up, it says, Hey, there's like a lot of options it gives you, but it basically will say you should take it slow today or, or today's great. You should go active or maybe like in between. The reason I was talking about that was a lot of people using chili pads or addressing their sleep temperature have seen massive improvements on their aura ring. Oh, no, I think I need this. I, I'm looking at the website. It's O-U-R-A. Yes. But okay, so but is this, is this not Bluetooth? Because I can't, I just, I'm like trying to reduce the Bluetooth. So it has airplane mode. So I put it into airplane mode. 24-7. In the morning when I wake up, I, I put onto the charger, which which takes it out of airplane mode. It uploads all the data to your phone. It tells you, here's how you slept. You know, here's what you're ready. And then you can put it back into airplane mode. So no EMFs. Oh, no. This looks great. Because I used to have something called the Jawbone, which was like a bracelet that you wore. And it I it broke on me like eight times. But it did tell a lot about, I mean, it was basically your your full-time activity life tracker kind of thing. And it talked, you know, showed me how I slept. And I, I thought I got, I gained a lot of feedback from it because I think what is really cool with some of this stuff and what I've learned from you is like, I'm much more in tune with how things impact me mostly. And I think what we're getting at is how things impact our sleep because biohacking for me has been how can I improve my sleep? How can I make my sleep better? Because once my sleep is better, everything is better. You know, I have a downward spiral that happens when I'm not sleeping right. And being able to get this feedback of like, okay, wearing the blue blocks glasses and wearing my sleep glasses and doing juve means that I sleep better. So now, of course, I'm doing CBD oil more for my back pain. And that's helped a ton. And I've been sleeping really hard at night, which has been wonderful. But, you know, I've been able to to really understand and get good feedback from the little things that I do or the little things that I don't do. So when I don't do certain things or, you know, even just like having rough days and anxiety and all that kind of stuff, like I can pick up on very quickly when things aren't going to be right and therefore when things like are going to affect my sleep and what I need to do, what I need to bring in in terms of like biohacking to kind of help me get the best sleep that I can. And I love what you said. It's like these things are tools and ways to improve health, but it's not, we're not reliant on it. It's little tweaks, which I think we, I think honestly, these tweaks are so necessary. Like we have to have them now. I think that's any, has this year taught us anything? It's, it's taught us that. Like if, if we're just relying on ourselves to take care of ourselves, you know, we need assistance. It's, it's not going to work out. It's, we need assistance and nobody is going to prioritize you, but you, nobody is going to take care of you, but you. And so you have to bring in these little tweaks and do intentionally do these things to take care of yourself. Because if you don't, if you're not intentional, you can go into a downward spiral, which, you know, I have many times. So yeah, to that point, I was like for Oura Ring, it's one of the most well-known like biohacking self-quantification monitoring things. I was so hesitant to get it for so long because I didn't want to get into like information overload, like self-judging myself, thinking that like I could see how like overanalyzing everything can be a bit overwhelming, but I've actually, I found it 
the opposite. I found it so enlightening about what is helping me and what's not. And same with, you mentioned the continuous glucose monitor out of all the biohacking things where it's giving you immediate feedback about like my body, the continuous glucose monitor has been the most eye-opening experience ever. <laughs> For listeners that aren't familiar, it's, it's basically a sensor that you you put it onto your skin and it, it measures your, your blood sugar levels 24-7. So you get real-time feedback about how food is affecting you, how fasting is affecting you, exercise. You can literally see if your diet is working for you or not as far as like blood sugar control goes. Now I honestly think that everybody could benefit from doing at least a two-week trial and to see you know, if their diet is or is not working for them. It's been, it's been huge. Well, let me ask you a question. This is from Renee, because I asked my community for questions just about biohacking and intermittent fasting and stuff. This one's from Renee. She says, blood sugar stabilization and timeframes. This is what she'd like you to discuss. She said, I just started IF, just trying a 10-hour eating window and a 14-hour fast. I have tested multiple times with higher than optimal fasting blood sugar levels. She said she's between 95 and 99, even while doing paleo or paleo plus minimal legumes. So my ND recommended IF, I'm giving it a try. So talk to me a little bit about like the glucose monitoring. I know you're doing that continuous glucose monitoring because I interviewed Rob and you have too about the, you know, carbohydrate tolerance. And I found that topic to be very interesting because especially for those who are like more prone to metabolic issues or you have heart disease and metabolic issues or metabolic disease in your family, this can be really powerful. So like figuring out your personal carbohydrate tolerance and, and like what carbs are causing big big sugar spikes or blood sugar swings. And it seems like the continuous glucose monitoring is like that, like in real time. 100%. And actually the reason I had posted that picture of the CGM today was because today, the day we're recording, I released an episode with Kara Collier, who is the founder of NutriSense, which because CGMs weren't available to the general public until very recently through companies like NutriSense because they require a prescription. So I'll put a link in the show notes to that episode because we dive an hour and a half's worth of, or two hours, I think, of talking about it. But long story short, as far as you know, dietary carbs, fasting, blood sugar levels, what I have realized and seen is that we are all so, so unique like low carb, for example, a lot of people do low carb and it was really great, stable blood sugar levels. It really works for them. Some people, they actually experience a sort of higher fasting blood sugar. And it's possible that it's due to a, like a physiological insulin resistance that occurs when the body's not getting carbs regularly. So it basically, it's doing whatever it can to not accept <laughs> carbs when it gets them. So they're, they're in the bloodstream. And then it, the, the liver can actually produce carbs in the fasted state from protein. So a lot of people actually experience on low carb diets or while fasting, higher resting blood sugar levels. And this is an ongoing debate in the whole, in the whole sphere of, is this a bad thing? They're not usually like, you know, like 120, they're, they're not gonna be something like that, but they might be, you know, low 100s when you would expect to see fasting you would expect to see in the like 80s, you know, high 70s, 80s, low 90s. So that is something where if that's the case, it, you might be the type of person that could benefit from carb ups. Maybe you can benefit from fasting with carbs. It really is just an individual thing where you have to play around with it. Same with the carbs. Like some people, certain types of carbs, you know, will spike people's sugar way more than others. I interviewed Cyrus and Robbie of Mastering Diabetes. 
they actually advocate a it's plant-based, high carb, low fat approach. So it's very high carb, very low fat, and they are able to manage actual diabetes with it, which is very shocking to you know a lot of people in the low carb sphere. But yeah, it, it's so individual. It's so unique. For, for people who want to learn more, I just really suggest if you can't do a blood glucose monitor, at least maybe if you can do um, you know a glucometer. So like the at home ones where you you know check your blood sugar. I know it can be a little bit scary if you haven't used one before pricking your finger, but once you get used to it, it's really not that bad. Oh, about the, the CGM, you don't feel it at all when you put that on. People often think it's going to hurt, but it doesn't. But I think testing your blood sugar levels, playing around with your fasting, playing around with your macros, I think just the takeaway is that there's not one answer because if there was, I think we would all be doing it. This is from Brittany. She says, are there signs that you should watch out for that like intermittent fasting is negatively impacting you or you don't have like what I would assume to be like you don't have the correct fasting window? And like what are the options in, in, from your perspective in terms of like ideal like what fasting windows that women can experiment with who are just trying to get into it. Yeah. So I think a really common approach is something like 16, eight. So that's where you're fasting 16 hours and eating in an eight hour window. And you can really just make that eight hour window cover the meals that you like eating. So if you like eating lunch and dinner, you can make it like 12 to eight, you know, just if you like breakfast and lunch, you can make it like, and I can't do math nine to <laughs> Uh, nine. Wait, counting fears. 10, 11, 12, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5. <laughs> I, was, I was saying it and I was like, oh crap, do some math while I'm saying this. <laughs> um, I do that in my head too. I'm like, was that right? I hope so. I know. <laughs> so the one meal a day approach is really popular. That's what I do. That's what my co-host Jen of the Intermittent Fasting Podcast does. So, you know, dinner only, lunch only. Another really popular one with women and... It's interesting. I always thought that this was probably a, a bad thing for women because it sounds very restrictive, but actually the literature seems to suggest that it can be very protective for women. And that's an alternate day fasting approach. So that's where you either completely fast one day or just eat like 500 calories on one day. And then the next day you eat completely normal. In any case, when it comes to women and signs to look for and supporting metabolism, I think it's it's very important that your body is becoming fat adapted while you're fasting. Basically, you want to make sure your body is running on fat while you're fasting and it's not in this panicky starvation mode. And so if, if you're doing fasting and you've been doing it for months and you're, you're still white knuckling it, you're still hungry, you know, you're, you're having cravings, that probably means it's not working for you. So fasting should be quote, it should be easy. If you haven't done it before, that can sound kind of crazy, but basically the idea is the body becomes metabolically flexible. It effortlessly burns fat during the fast. And then while you're eating, you're not counting calories while you're eating. You're not restricting while you're eating. This is huge, huge, huge. You want to send your body while you're eating signals of the feast, like signals that it is well-fed like for the well-fed women podcast. Um, so that's, that's definitely something to look for. I don't think fasting is always necessarily right for all women all the time in the clinical literature. I mean, there has been a lot of literature showing that it's beneficial for women, especially PCOS. It's been a huge thing. I've only seen positive benefits in the clinical literature for, for PCOS. And in the majority of studies that I've seen in humans, I actually haven't seen studies showing terrible 
like side effects in women. I know this is really interesting. I know Stephanie (laughs) wrote that article a while back about how a lot of the fasting research was in rodents, which is true and how, you know, it had really negative effects on female rodents. But something to keep in mind is that like an intermittent fast for a rodent is the equivalent of days and days fasting in women. So I don't know that we actually have intermittent fasting studies in female rodents, like the equivalent. So I'm going on tangents. Point being, I think it's really individual and definitely be in tune with your body. And if you feel like it's not working for you and that it's too stressful, please stop and reevaluate. Oh my gosh, I want to get you and Stephanie on to chat. That would be so fun. I would love to talk to her. Wouldn't that be fun? I want her to come on this show. Can you ask her, please? She is so busy. She does so many other things and I try not to bother her when it's like that. She's like, hey, um." I feel like she is me. Like everything she says, so many things. I'm like, oh, that is me. I know you guys are so much alike. Yeah, obviously, I'm not an intermittent fester, but I do find that and I have experimented with it and it's just not right for me. But I, I do find that days, I guess, according to some people, I would be because I do naturally stop eating at seven or 730 and really don't. I never, I cannot stand having breakfast until like maybe 10 or 11. That just was what feels right. Now, if I wake up and I'm like super hungry, then maybe I'll have something like, especially if I didn't eat sometimes, like I I don't eat dinner sometimes, like, let's be honest, maybe like a few times a year. I don't eat dinner because of, you know, whatever. So my my stomach is not feeling right or it's sour. I just, you know, ate something wrong at lunch. And so then I'll eat like an earlier breakfast, but I've always felt better having that bigger gap between dinner and breakfast, which I think is very natural for some people. It's not restricting. It's not anything like I should I should push my breakfast back so that I eat less lunch, which I think a lot of people do. Or, you know, the classic diet culture like I'm going to drink more coffee so that it suppresses my hunger. But it feels natural for me. And one of the things that I have found to be a very interesting topic is so I, I wrote a big article on cycle syncing. That is syncing what you're doing. So your life, your macronutrients, your exercise to like even what you do, your productivity to your cycle. And when we look at other things that you can do, like intermittent fasting, it seems like there are times for me personally in my cycle where it's easier to just kind of, or it feels more natural to me to not eat until like maybe 11 or 12. So I have that traditional 16, eight hour kind of fasting window unintentionally. And usually that's between day one and 10. So that would be from day one, the day you bleed until day 10, which is mm, maybe like a few days before you're about to ovulate. Around ovulation, fasting becomes a little bit harder. However, in that follicular phase where your estrogen is slowly rising, you have more energy, you're actually more insulin sensitive, it's very easy to kind of have bigger fasting windows there. So if you can play around with that and see if that feels right for you, I kind of love that idea. I love the idea of just syncing your life to your cycle and also just like fluctuations. Like I feel like we we need to normalize fluctuations. It's normal to not eat the same exact number of calories every day, not have the exact same macronutrients every day, macronutrient ratios every day, right? Some days we need a little bit more carb and other days we don't. And we need to just normalize that because I think diet culture is this idea that everything needs to be strict and the same every single day. And that is not our bodies. That's not how our bodies work. So I had some questions about 
you know, cycle syncing with intermittent fasting. And I just wanted to touch on that. Do you want to, just now that we're, <laughs> we're, I know how to segue. I got a segue. Okay. Cause we're like pushing on the time here. Would you like to hear the segue? Yeah, go. So I, I could not agree more about the role of seasons and everything that you just said about, you know, adjusting things and not doing the same thing day in and day out. But do you know what does make a big difference when you're doing the same thing day in and day out? Skincare. So, <laughs> so I just finished reading Dr. Jason Fung's The Cancer Code because I'm going to be interviewing him soon, which is really, really exciting because um, he's basically like the fasting, I mean, man. But after reading his book, I finally, Noel, I finally understand how daily exposure to carcinogens causes cancer. Like I know we think carcinogens cause cancer, but now it actually makes sense. Would you like to hear? Please tell me about it. So basically our cells, when they're exposed to something really toxic, so basically if if a cell is exposed to damage or toxicity, if it's so toxic or damaging that the cell is completely damaged, the body kills it through a process called apoptosis. So it dies. If it's just barely damaged, the body repairs it. So it's healed. But when cells are chronically exposed to just a little bit of damage all the time, chronically, what happens is they're not killed by the body because they're not damaged enough to create that signal, but they're not repaired because they're not, they're also not damaged enough to create the signal of repair, or they're just not repairable because it's like this chronic low-grade exposure. So the cell has to actually, like it, in order to survive, it has to kind of go rogue and take care of itself because the body's not handling it. So what they found with cancer is it actually reverts to unicellular life. It basically takes on all the characteristics of selfish cells before we became an organism where cells like work together as a team. So with our chronic exposure to carcinogens, they're in this gray area of being damaged. What do they have to do to create energy? They start doing all of these things that just support the the existence and the growth of that one individual cell. And that's what a cancerous cell basically is. And then the mutations continue with this cancerous cell. It grows, it metastasizes, and here we go. I just found that absolutely fascinating. And so one of our biggest exposures to carcinogens each and every day is our skincare. Like, I just think this is so huge because we're basically putting on skincare makeup. Most of us are every day filled with potentially thousands of compounds that have been banned in Europe due to their toxicity, their carcinogenic nature. The U S has banned around like 10. (laughs) There's no regulation. So that is something where I think day in and day out is having a huge impact. That was my segue. Yeah, that's a great segue. I also have to just commend you on your selfish cells. I love the pun there. That was fun. I like a good pun. Yeah, I think that hit me really hard when I had my daughter. I actually was still using a bunch of cheap CVS makeup when I had her because I could not find makeup. Everything that I had tried that was quote unquote natural performed like crap. And I love makeup. I am a makeup person through and through. I did ballet from age four. And the best part about it for me was like getting dolled up and doing costumes and being on stage and having makeup. So I have always been like a makeup kid. I just love it. And I could not find anything that worked well. And actually, a lot of the stuff that I had tried made my eyes watery and itch. And now I kind of know what that is. It was likely because of the contaminants. But 
It was like the mineral makeups, which are typically higher in contaminants. It really hit me when I had my daughter because I read a study about parabens and phylates being in, we were talking about how to pronounce that. Yeah, phylates. That's why I said that with a smile. So I read a study and it wasn't like a, a... evidence-based PubMed kind of thing. It was just more of like an independent testing that was done on just kind of looking at blood levels of parabens and phylates, which are known endocrine disruptors, meaning they can act like estrogen in your body. And they basically had like a couple female, I don't know how many it was, but I do know one of the women was like being interviewed. So I remember her in particular, it was, it was with a big news, it was with ABC News. And she was talking about, basically they had her use a bunch of products for, you know, five days, conventional products, and then like stop using everything and start using clean beauty or, you know, safe skincare for five days. And almost instantaneously, like parabens and phylates, they tested her blood and it was like skyrocketed, like the amount that was in her blood. And the moment she stopped using it, it all dropped. So it was like an instantaneous response or like result. And that to me, and it, they also talked about how it can be t- found in urine and also breast milk. And I was like, whoa, because that to me was like, I don't want this stuff in my breast milk. Like this is supposed to be this like nourishing whole food for my for my daughter. And so that's when it hit me. And I I just was like, eh, I ended up joining Beauty Counter for the discount because I was again, I did the thing where I asked like five different friends that I trusted, one of them being Liz Wolf, who is a master researcher. And she was actually trying to start a company a lot like this one. That's like what she wanted to do. And then she found that Beauty Counter was doing it. So she was like, oh, well, I'll just buy everything from here. I didn't know that. <laughs> so she she was a huge fan of it and was just like, just try it. So I just go went ahead and joined, bought all, all makeup because I was joining for the, I just had, you know, I wanted the discount, <laughs> which happens a lot with some of our affiliate products too. I'm like, is there an affiliate program for this that I can just join and buy this with a discount? And I loved it. And then I started slowly using the skincare because again, I was using, <laughs> I was using coconut oil to clean my face and nothing else. And my skin looked dull. It looked dry. It looked tired. And I, it's because I wasn't using products that had active ingredients. That is ingredients that have known proven effects. Things that we know can actually change the skin and nourish the skin and improve the lipid barrier function or reverse fine lines and wrinkles or whatever. There are actual ingredients, both found in natural oils, so like argon oil, and also synthetic ingredients that or like, you know, vitamin C as a huge one, different forms of vitamin C that have proven known effects, known impacts on skin. Once I started using those products, because I was so scared to, to use anything, you know, as so I just resorted to coconut oil, which was doing nothing for me. It was basically drying out my skin because it doesn't completely absorb through your, it's a great, it's great for like removing makeup. Yeah. It's for removing eye makeup. <laughs> yes. Not actually like, it's not a moisturizer. Don't, don't get that twisted. Coconut oil is not a moisturizer. It does no moisturizing. So once I started using safe, clean products that actually had active ingredients, like my skin totally improved. And now I feel a lot better about it. Just to me, it's, it's insane thinking about, oh gosh, you know, I had a moment where I pulled out everything under my bathroom cabinet and I pulled out everything from, oh gosh, I don't even want to admit it, like the self, the banana boat self tanner and just like everything basically that I used from my like teens and twenties. 
And I looked at all of it and it was, it was just packed, packed with, you know, known carcinogens, known or like, so basically synthetic fragrance is one of those catch all terms that is in so many products that can contain widely known carcinogens and endocrine disruptors. And they can just call it fragrance because it's, you know, proprietary. Yeah. So, you know, everything had fragrance, everything had different types of parabens and phylates. And it was really empowering just to kind of like get rid of all that and simplify. And I know it can be really complicated, but I think it's totally worth it. And again, it's one of those things that we have to do moving forward because we're all exposed to things that we can't control, you know, the air around us when we're walking outside. And as much as Melanie tries to change her air in her home with her 8 million Allen air purifiers. I have five. Okay. There are there are things that we can't control. And so I want to be able to like shift the things that I'm like, I want to be able to make choices. You know what I mean? That like, I'm not going to heat things up in plastic. You know, I'm just not going to do it. And I'm not going to use skincare that I know has known carcinogens and parabens. It's it's those little things that I think add up, like you said, daily, this daily chronic exposure that we can like completely eliminate. So why not? So for listeners to clarify, so Beauty Counter, you can just buy the products. You don't have to sign up just to clarify. And then also they were <laughs> they were founded on a, a mission to remove endocrine disruptors because didn't the founder, was it her like sister-in-law or something that had hormonal problems, like a miscarriage? It was something like that. I don't know. I don't know that. No. Yeah. So the founder, Greg Renfrew, I'll have to check, but it was like somebody in her family was having miscarriages and she realized the, the role of endocrine disruptors. And then she realized that our most basically biggest exposure is through our skincare makeup and that there was no regulation. There's also things called obesogens, which are like, that was a question. Miranda said, what are common obesogens? Some of the endocrine disruptors, they literally cause our bodies to store and gain weight. They, they mess with our fat cells. I mean, they're, they're basically, our body sees these as toxic and stores them in fat cells to protect us. And then, so that means we're holding on to these toxins they can send out inflammatory signals. They can mess with our appetite. When they actually ever do come out, when we do burn the fat, they can create you know a lot of detox effects. They can injure the cells in the process. It's just, it's really, really shocking. I think it's so interesting that our body, I mean, it's a protective mechanism that our body does to store toxins in fat cells and to store excess estrogen in fat cells. But I mean, it's just not good. <laughs> A big one people often think of like retinol, for example, like Catherine said, why is retinol bad? Why would dermatologists approve creams if they have bad chemicals? What are some of the top chemicals to avoid? I I don't like to talk bad about any doctors or what anybody chooses to recommend or not recommend, but I can say that plenty of doctors recommend medication that has known side effects that have that have known potential issues and so what i like to do is make choices for myself for things that are if if something is a known endocrine disruptor or a known carcinogen or there's preliminary research that might suggest there's a problem like i'm not really willing to be a lab rat and expose that to my body if if it's not known to be safe so <sighs> This is a much bigger question because the entire pharmaceutical industry is is this, you know, doctors recommend 
plenty of things that are are known to be high risk, but you know, it's a medication and it has a it has an, an impact and it might solve a specific problem, but at the same time create another. Benzoyl peroxide is a big one that's often prescribed and it can be very harsh and negatively impact your skin. The safe alternative is salicylic acid. That's what I love to use. I mean, I even went, I went to the dermatologist and complained about some little tiny bump. I was like, this is okay, right? This is, it was like a tiny little cyst, but it was something that I like, I just want, I'm like hypersensitive to every change, you know? So I'm like, is this okay? And she's like, oh yeah, it's just like a tiny little, it'll resolve. Here's some, you know, high prescription, like benzoyl peroxide. So, and I was like, no, 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 I, I'm, I'm cool. I was like, so I came home, I put a little SOS spot treatment, salicylic, 2% salicylic acid on it, and it was gone within two days. So there all, are safer alternatives. Unfortunately, it just, it's changing an industry like that is not easy. And if something is, you know, so I, I'm not going to say certain, like harmful ingredients are actually pretty effective. You know, <laughs> retinol is effective. I'll bet it's still, it, it has negative impacts and it has risks. So that's why people still prescribe it. Can I jump in about the retinol? Oh yeah, please. Because I've known about retinol since like middle school. And I was like, this sounds really terrible for your skin. If you think about it, what is it doing? It's encouraging your cells to turn over faster. That's why it makes you look younger because it's like basically saying it's making the cells turn over. And ever since I was like in middle school, I was like, that sounds awful. Like, isn't that making you age faster? Yes, <laughs> it is. Yeah, sorry, just had to throw that in there. No, because I researched it now recently, and it, it is. It does cause you to age faster. You're, you're you're going through your skin cells faster. So one of the resources that I really love is the EWG's Skin Deep database, and it will kind of break apart every ingredient, like a skincare ingredient, and talk about what is the research that we have on this ingredient, which may be a reason to be concerned about it, and. Renal has a few concerning things. I mean, it's your, like some people still know about this and they choose to use that. And how, how wonderful is that? We have the freedom of choice <laughs> with choosing, you know, hey, this might have risk, but I'm still going to use it. You know, that's, that's, I'm all about that. So if you choose to use it, great. But there are some concerns when it, especially when it, like it can be an oxygen, reactive oxygen species when it's exposed to sunlight. And so the problems really occur when you're applying it to your skin and then going outside. And it's, you know, being it, it's ex, your skin is exposed to the sun. So it's in a lot of which, oddly enough, it's in some sunscreens. But again, it's not necessarily it's it's possibly unsafe. It's not like this this thing. It's not like a cigarette, you know, where it's like this causes cancer. You need to get it out. It's one of those things that's, hey, there's concern with this. And that's kind of what the EWG does is kind of talk through some of these, you know, the references and here's some some of the concern and here's what's been shown in the literature. And this is why we think it's not a safe ingredient. And for the most part, I agree with almost 100 percent on what the EWG says. The problem with some things is that there are some ingredients that could potentially that. So the EWG will certain ingredients as being like somewhat risky simply because that ingredient typically is contaminated with like, let's say, heavy metals, which are also have, you know, their own long list of issues. So if an ingredient is usually contaminated, it'll give it like a high, like a higher risk rating. However, if you're testing for contaminants, you're testing, you're getting that ingredient from a good source. When we're talking about creating skincare products, you're getting that ingredient from a good source and you're testing it and you're making sure it doesn't have contaminants. It no longer is risky. 
So that's the only side note that I would have about the EWG. But other than that, it's it's really wonderful. And that's why I chose Beauty Counter personally is because they test for contaminants and so many of the ingredients that people are using. It's not just about what's on the label. It's also about what are these products potentially contaminated with. And a lot of mineral makeups in particular can be contaminated and even like colorants. So like lipsticks and stuff like that are often contaminated with things like lead. And of course, lead has a whole host of side effects. And it's that chronic exposure over time, which can be really, really concerning. The half-life of lead can be up to 30 years. So that means when you put on some lipstick, 30 years later, half of it might have left your bones. If lead from that lipstick went into your bones when you put it on, then 30 years later, half of it might be gone. Isn't that crazy? Concerning. (laughs) Question for you, because this was kind of like me, because I I was always like, oh, I'll just have a healthy diet and my skin will glow, which sort of happened. (laughs) I mean, like that, I seem to say... (laughs) I seem to, because I had terrible skin growing up, like acne, like it was the worst. So once I cleaned up my diet and my skin was like glowing, I was like, oh, diet is the be all end all. Like who needs skincare? I'll just eat my way to healthy skin. And I think that is like a big question that a lot of people often have. Like Monica says, my whole life I was a tomboy and I never had skincare or makeup routine. I'm almost 40 now. So how should I start? My skin seems fine. Basically, if your skin does seem fine, Do you need to be taking preventative action or? Yeah, I think that's a great question. So you can't eat like crap and then hope that your skincare like takes care of it for you. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like I, I really, this is the beauty of holistic health. And anytime I talk about hormonal acne, which is typically acne driven by high estrogen or whatever, or, you know, just like if you're having major skin issues, a lot like overproduction of oil can be caused by you know, poor diet, inflammation in general impacts your skin. So if you have a high inflammatory diet, you're going to have more skin issues. Your your skin's going to be more sensitive. You're going to have more redness, that sort of thing. So number one is, of course, to have a really wonderful, nourishing diet, a low inflammatory diet, and to be doing things that balance hormones. This is the unsexy stuff like sleep and stress management and juve red light therapy. I think it's sexy. (laughs) Yeah. But like everybody's like, how do I balance hormones? I'm like, sleep and like manage stress and like take care of your anxiety, you know, and like figure out what traumas you have that are causing all those digestive issues and the, you know, the, 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 you can't sleep at night. Anyway, so like that's the stuff. And so I think personally as, as our external organ, so your skin is exposed to environmental triggers all day. And, you know, like crappy air and pollution and your (laughs) dirt and grime and smoke and you're touching your face and food and oil. And so I do think that even if you're not doing anything now or, or you've not done much and it's working for you, I think you still could definitely benefit from a good solid cleanser, a nourishing cleanser that is not going to you know, be too harsh and dry you out. So just like, depending on your skin type, you know, you could use a nice exfoliating cleanser that has some salicylic acid, or you could use, if you have more sensitive skin, you can use a more nourishing, like oil-based or cream-based cleanser that would also be hydrating at the same time and a solid moisturizer. So a moisturizer is like a cream. It's like seals everything in. And I would start there. I'm always about starting small, 
Uh, you know, I, I don't like telling people to jump. Here's this five-step res- regimen you should start using. No, I mean, start with a cleanser and a moisturizer. And then once you figure out like, oh, my skin feels really great. Like I'm, this is working. I'm starting to see a little crow's feet around, around, you know, certain parts of my face, around my eyes. And oh, wow, my you know, I'm starting to get a little bit of dark circles coming in. Or, you know, one of the things that I've noticed personally is that my skin as I've aged now, you know, I'll be 35 here shortly. Cell turnover is not as robust as it used to be. So so when I get a little dry breakout around my temple, that scar will last there longer than it used to. So I add in treatments, you know, okay, I, I want to, I want my skin to be brighter, to have more even skin tone and maybe, you know, decrease pore size. So I'm going to bring in like a safe overnight resurfacing peel and do that a couple times a week. Or I'm going to use Countertime, which is an, a retinol free anti-aging product that we have from Beauty Counter. And I'll, I'll apply that serum and I'll add that to my routine. So really to me, it's about getting your staples, your cleanser and your moisturizer, and then bringing in treatments according to what is your goal? Like what's, you know, your skin type and also what is your goal? What do you want to get from, what, what do you want to see improved? And I'm all about it. You know, I'm all about <laughs> effects, changing your skin and improving it. Yeah, I, I will say for the minimalists out there, because I as well, I came to Beauty Counter for the makeup, which that one thing about Beauty Counter that's amazing is it's, well, A, there's a lot of quote natural makeup out there, but it actually has lots of terrible things in it for you. And it's you know usually not tested for heavy metals. So Beauty Counter covers all of that. It actually works. Like their makeup is the bomb. <laughs> so I'm obsessed with it. But the gateway to the skincare for me has been, I was telling them about the brightening mist. Oh my goodness. Friends, stop right now. <laughs> can I just tell, can, I'll throw myself under the bus. I was like, don't, don't get the mist. It's not really, there's nothing special about it. Don't, don't worry about mists. I was like, cause I was like, what is this mist? Cause it was like really calling to me. And Noelle was like, no, I don't get it. <laughs> I got it. Friends, it is changing my life. I am spraying it on my face like 24-7. It's amazing. Especially if you want like minimal, like you just spray it on. It like, it gives you a glow. I feel it tightening my pores. Like it is the bam. It is the the jam. I don't know what the phrase is. We're so showing our age with bombs and you're the bomb. I know. I know. I know. It's amazing. Wait, can I ask you one last question about Beauty Counter? Yes. So I think the brightening mist, I think why you like it so much is because it does have just like a little bit of vitamin C in it. And so vitamin C is an antioxidant, right? Just like we take it internally to help our like boost our immune system and fight off, you know, viruses and stuff like that. You can actually apply it topically and it does help to reverse some of that oxidation that we are exposed to and that causes some signs of aging. So I think vitamin C is a great tool for like brightening your skin. And, and for you, it's, I mean, I don't know why. I, I just, I just don't, I'm like, when is somebody going to spray a mist on their face? But you know, Melanie has figured it out. It makes me feel like I am, you know how I said like my diet made my skin glow, like fruit, fruit was what made my skin glow. It makes me feel like I'm, like I'm spraying fruit on my face. <laughs> Don't go do that, Melanie, please. Don't go spray, don't spray pineapple juice on your face, okay? I know you. I know you, okay? Don't do that, okay? 
Hi friends. An incredible fasting aid is coffee. Yes, I am all about the coffee. I am a huge fan of its health benefits as well as how it can support your fast and really help with energy and fat burning. And I have a big announcement. The brand of coffee that I have been drinking for an entire decade now, I am no longer drinking. There's some drama, there's some science, and I'm about to tell you how to get a discount on my new favorite coffee. So I've been drinking the coffee formerly known as Dave Asprey's Bulletproof Coffee for literally a decade. I do not drink it now, so this is not a Bulletproof Coffee commercial, but I started drinking it because I so trusted Dave and his obsession in creating mold-free coffee because moldy coffee beans is a huge problem and a lot of people can get health issues, brain fog, and crash after coffee because of the mold contamination. Dave has been talking about this for so long, so I really trusted him and I would drink Bulletproof Coffee, which I absolutely loved and loved that it was mold-free. Then there was some drama. Dave sort of got kicked out of Bulletproof. He might be going back. There's a lot of stuff going on with that. Follow him on Instagram if you want to learn more about that. He even talked about it at the recent biohacking conference. But in any case, (laughs) drama aside, he can no longer speak to Bulletproof Coffee as to whether or not it is mold-free. And he ended up making a coffee even better than Bulletproof Coffee, and it is called Danger Coffee, and friends, I love it. It's the first coffee that is not only mold-free, but actually can help you remineralize. Yep, that's right. Danger Coffee contains a patent-pending formula that actually remineralizes your body with more than 50 trace minerals, nutrients, and electrolytes. On top of that, it is super clean. I know people like to see organic labels. Friends, I have learned so much about the certification industry. And honestly, the best of the best is finding people that you trust who do extensive testing and third-party certification. That's what I do with my Avalon X supplements. And that's what Dave does with Danger Coffee. So with Danger Coffee, they use a process that far exceeds government and industry standards. And it is third-party lab tested. So you can rest assured it is free of mold toxins. As for the flavor, Dave selected these hand-picked farm direct beans for their quality, their superb flavor, and their elevated performance. I love the taste of it. It's much richer and more nuanced than Bulletproof Coffee. It's honestly one of the best coffees I've ever tasted, and it's so exciting to know that when I'm drinking it, I'm actually helping to remineralize my body. So that's right. If you want your coffee to contain antioxidants, anti-inflammatories, micronutrients, and help optimize your fasting, you want Danger Coffee. And of course, I have a discount for you guys. You can go to melanieavalon.com slash dangercoffee and use the coupon code melanieavalon to get 10% off. Again, that is melanieavalon.com slash dangercoffee with the coupon code melanieavalon for 10% off. This is my favorite coffee. Like I said, it takes some really good coffee and convincing biohacking health reasons to break me from my 10-year decade bulletproof coffee habit but sometimes you just got to upgrade. And by the way, this would make epic presents for people. This can just become your go-to present. Not only will people love it, but you'll be helping their health as well. Everybody wins. MelanieAvalon.com slash Danger Coffee with the coupon code Danger Coffee. Hi friends. So I'm sort of haunted by clothes. If you follow me on Instagram, you probably know that I love wearing all the new clothes all the time. And I know that that is not really sustainable and not good for the planet. That's why I am thrilled that there is now a way to get all of the clothes with none of the waste. And I'm going to tell you how you can get unlimited clothes with no waste for a month for free. 
That's right. I now have a website for both myself and you guys where you can get free unlimited clothes with free shipping, free exchanges, nonstop from all of the hottest brands. And it is so incredibly easy. It's called MelanieAvalon'sCloset.com. We have so many incredible brands, including my favorites like BCBG, Calvin Klein, and so many more. Think like a hundred brands. There are so many options. And the way it works is when you get a subscription, you search through the clothes, pick what you want. They send it to you with fast, easy shipping. You wear it as long as you want. And then when you're ready for more clothes, you just drop it off in their prepackaged envelope and get your next round. It is so incredibly cool. They have multiple plans. The starter plan gives you two pieces at a time. Friends, I actually have a little secret hacked. Don't tell them that I told you this. When you get your two pieces, you can actually immediately go into your account, click return, and they'll go ahead and send you the next two pieces. So technically you can have four pieces at a time. You also have a cool virtual closet that you can keep stocked with everything you eventually want to order so you never miss out. And if you really like something and want to keep it, you can opt to buy it at a massively discounted price. Friends, I'm obsessed. This is finally the answer to wearing all the clothes all the time with none of the waste. Oh, and of course, one of my major reservations was the cleaning compounds that they use on the clothes because yes, it is dry cleaning, which normally makes me nervous. And they don't say this on the website. So I reached out to them and I was like, hey, what's going on with the cleaning? What do you guys use? Because I can't promote this if it's just normal dry cleaning. And thankfully, they let me know that they do not use any detergents, fabric softeners, or chemicals that are harsh. Everything is professionally dry cleaned or laundered with detergents that are free from dyes and scents. It's all gentle and it uses low temperature cycles. So yes, we are good on that front as well. It is the coolest thing ever. And you can try it free for a month. Yes, completely free. Just go to MelanieAvalon'sCloset.com to sign up. Free clothes for a month. After that, their plans are super affordable. We're talking honestly, an entire month is less than the cost of typically what would be the cost of one dress. And I am not kidding. That's right. Unlimited clothes for less than the cost of one outfit. I'm just so thrilled to bring this resource to you guys. I can't wait to hear what you guys think. So again, get free unlimited clothes for a month at MelanieAvalon'sCloset.com. That's MelanieAvalon'sCloset.com for all of the clothes, none of the waste. And definitely share your pictures and tag me on Instagram because I want to see all the fabulous things that you guys are wearing. That's MelanieAvalon'sCloset.com. Hi friends. One of the most valuable things that I do every single night of my life is my infrared sauna session. The brand that I use is Sunlighten. I did a lot of research on infrared saunas before deciding on them. Their saunas are so high quality. They're low EMF. And what I really love is they have a solo unit. That's what I have. And it's really great if you live in a small apartment, might be moving. It's just really an amazing investment and they have incredible deals and offers on it right now. You can actually get up to $200 off with the code Melanie Avalon, or if you're talking to a rep, just tell them that I sent you. And like I said, that will be up to $200 off and that will also get you $99 shipping. Normally the shipping is like $600. So that's a really, really big deal. And if you do purchase a sauna, forward your proof of purchase to podcast at melanieavalon.com. And I will also send you a signed copy of my book, What, When, Why. If you'd like to learn more about the science of sauna, Two resources. I interviewed the founder of Sunlighten, Connie Zach. I'll put a link to that in the show notes. And then I also recently did an epic blog post all about the science of sauna. We'll also put that in the show notes. All right, now back to the show. 
Actually, quick tip for listeners. It says you can use it as a makeup setting spray, which I'm really excited to try. I haven't tried it, but quick tip, the best makeup setting spray, in my opinion, Witch Hazel. Have you used this? It'll like change your life. I have, not as a makeup setting spray. Single ingredient. It sets your makeup. It's like Urban Decay All Nighter, except better with no toxins and makes your makeup stay all day. Little fun fact. Interesting. One last beauty counter question for you. Lindsay says, what's your morning routine and nighttime routine? I'd love to hear what products you absolutely love and couldn't live without with, as well as those you weren't impressed by, because come on, not every brand is perfect, right? Yeah, I think we just addressed that. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) The brightening mist, even though I'm obsessed. So I feel like such like, what's your morning skincare routine? That's why I laughed because it's just like every influencer is like, so so a lot of you have been asking me about my morning skincare routine. Here's what I do. Um, So that's how I just feel so cheesy doing that. But this was a real question, though. I did not create it. (laughs) (laughs) I know. But this is like you guys are actually asking about So here's what I do. I'm into cycle syncing my skincare. So I really like to take assessment of what's my skin doing dependent on my cycle. So when my cycle came back with my second child, I noticed that I was breaking out a lot more. I think my I just had some bigger hormonal shifts with my cycle coming back and it took quite a few cycles for things to get re-regulated and for my cycle not to be for my period, my menstrual phase to not be super heavy. When I say cycle, I'm talking about that month-long process, not just your period. Your period is a, is a, is day 1 to 7ish, that's your menstrual cycle, but your the your entire cycle is truly I say menstrual cycle, but it's really your your period or you know, menstruation. Your cycle is actually a four phase month-long 28-day-ish long thing that every woman goes through that is cycling and has a period where, you know, your estrogen rises and you you have your period, then your estrogen rises, then you ovulate day 14-ish, then you go into your luteal phase and progesterone rises and then everything drops. So I am always assessing where am I at my cycle? What does my skin need? I find that my skin needs more of an exfoliating and like salicylic acid cleanser in the mornings every morning now. So I use that every morning. And I've been doing a lot. My skin's been doing way better with that. And what type of skin do you have? I know it might change with the cycle, but is it? I have very normal skin. Normal. So it used to be very dry, but it wasn't actually dry. It was just that I was using coconut oil. So so like the wrong, so this is the other thing that I think a lot of people are like, well, my skin is super oily or my skin's super dry. And I'm like, well, yes, but also sometimes our skin responds very negatively to like lack of proper skincare or maybe we're not finding the best fit. And so then you use like a, a, a bunch of products with salicylic gas and you're like, whoa, my skin's super dry now. So you overdid it, you know, and that's where diet and all that comes into. But I have very normal skin. It does tend to, be more dry. So like if you put like an oily pad on my face, you know, those pads that from like our, our days in high school where you would press it on your nose and then it'd be like, look at all the oil. Oh my gosh. I forgot about those. Those were the the thing. Everybody did those. I never had oil on those things. So I do know that I trend more towards dry and that wasn't because of anything I was doing especially. It's just because I trend more towards dye, but but I'm, you know, normal skin. So I use a salicylic acid, a clear pore cleanser. I use a vitamin C serum. It has changed my life. I, my listeners on here are probably like, please don't go into this again because I love this. I haven't used it yet, but I, I heard you talking about it on the recent Well-Fed Women podcast and I was like, I'm sold. 
Yeah. Yeah. I, I love it. I absolutely love it. I think it's, it's amazing. It's a vitamin C is just one of probably my favorite active ingredient for skin and how it changes skin, but also just protecting your skin, like having additional antioxidant protection. The, the Albright C serum has it. So I use the Albright C serum in the morning and then a very lightweight, I use something called the Countermatch Adaptive Moisture Lotion, a very lightweight moisturizer because I don't like my face feeling like there's something on it. Moisturizer, I don't do liquid foundation. I, I just don't like feeling like something's on my face. So that's what I do in the morning, very simply. And at night, I do all anti-aging stuff. So I'll do, we have like a cleansing oil, which is amazing. It's part of the Countertime Collection, which is an anti-aging thing. And I like using a more nourishing oil-based or cream-based cleanser at night. And then I use a very specific Countertime serum and a Countertime, it's called the Antioxidant Soft Cream, at night as my night moisturizer. And I do use toners as well. I didn't mention that, but I feel like toner is just something I use all day, which actually couldn't be the brightening facial mist if I really wanted it to be. But I I actually use something from Primally Pure called the Everything Spray. I spray a few on a pad, a cotton pad, and I wipe my face down after I cleanse. And I also just use that throughout the day. I think it's great like after you work out or if you've gone for a walk or something and you're a little bit, you know, wet wet along your brow or something. It's just nice to kind of freshen up your face. It's an astringent astringent as well. So it kind of clears and tightens pores. So I love that Everything Spray as well. Things that I don't like. (laughs) Or maybe what you would like to see better rendition. I would like to see a powdered foundation for sure. I I use, I can't remember the brand now. And I also like felt tipped liquid eyeliners. Oh, I love the Beauty Counter liquid eyeliner. I need a felt tip. So I use one from Honest Beauty. I did some research. Honest Beauty's a great brand too. Not, Not as high quality, but it does the job for sure. Actually, I use the beauty counter liquid eyeliner and then I use the felt tip from an old one and I that's how I like fix it. Sounds super efficient. <laughs> this is a true statement. I don't think there's anything. I'd have to like bring up beauty the beauty counter website. I I don't I like I said I I'm not I don't get the mists. I'm going to put this out here. This is going to be probably very controversial. I don't really like facial oils. I recommend them a lot because people love them. But again, maybe it's me that I don't like a lot of heaviness on my face, but like people love facial oils. Because I haven't used one. Do they absorb and then like... They do. Yeah. And you can use them as a treatment. You can you can add a drop to your moisturizer, but I just hate the feeling. So I gua sha at night, which is like using a stone, which again is one I got from Primally Pure. I have really overreactive lymph nodes in something's going on in my mouth. And I don't want, don't talk to me about your oral whatever infections because you're going to freak me out. So I don't want to hear about it, but I something is going on in my mouth. So I, I got a throat infection not like two years ago. And ever since then, my lymph nodes underneath my jawline, sorry, this is going really long, underneath my jawline are somewhat, are just a little chronically reactive. So I found that when I gua sha, that is doing like facial lymphatic flushing with a stone, like a facial massage with a stone and actually encouraging lymphatic flow in my face, it knocks it out completely. So some some sort of stagnation is happening with my lymphatic flow uh, in my face. And I would use the oils with gua sha and I hate it. (laughs) So I just... I have to use like a cream. So I use a Supreme cream. Would you like to know what would show you if you have an infection going on? (sighs) Yeah. A cone beam scan. 
Aren't those things like really expensive though? <laughs> Didn't you get one? I did. And you were fine, right? This can be reassuring. I was convinced I had some chronic mouth infection. I was just like convinced and I don't. See, you get in your head though a lot with things that you're like, it is this. And I'm like, but you don't know that. So I'm glad that you proved yourself wrong in that. Oh, I literally know that I know nothing. That's like my... I know, you know a lot. You know a lot, but I'm... But I don't. <laughs> my left brain is telling me stories about my life that aren't true. But I, I know how it is because like you get in your head and you think something is there and then it's just nice to hear it's not. Yeah, this is true. Anyway, I think we've been talking for really way too long. My kids are probably downstairs screaming for dinner, but it's fine because they have my husband. And I told you, you were like, hey, can we keep going for a little bit? I'm like, yeah, whatever. I don't care. My husband can deal. <laughs> so they're in, they're in capable hands. So for listeners, switch over to Beauty Counter <laughs> is the, uh, the moral of the story. You can shop with both of us. We both have links. So mine is beautycounter.com slash Melanie Avalon. Noelle's is beautycounter.com slash Noelle Tar. Would you like to spell your name, Noelle? Yes. N-O-E-L-L-E, folks. Not like N-O-E-L. That's Noel. Okay. I am Noelle. And how do you spell Tar? T-A-R-R. So, I mean, because there are so many ways you could spell Noelle Tar, like beautycounter.com slash Noelle Tar. There's like, I could think of 50. Oh my, that's a lot. See, I, I thought... So N-O-E-L-L-E-T-A-R-R. -R. My maiden name was horrible. I thought moving over to Tar would be so easy, but then I, somebody just called me Noelle Tear, and I was like, what? So I realized like, oh, maybe not. it's not so obvious. So yeah, T-A-R-R, -R. yeah. So, well... Oh my gosh, was this helpful at all, folks? Because this was just so long. I found it helpful listening to you. <laughs> Oh, you wait, 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 Noel. The funny thing is, you think this is long. This is short for my for this show. Like I will go like up to three hours. I did one that was four hours the other day. Oh my, Melanie! What in the world? How do you do that? He had a really intense book, Joel Green. Gosh. Yeah, this is short. This is short. This is this is average. Actually, an hour and a half is average. I'm feeling self conscious right now. I'm like, oh, I just, we just talked so long about, I don't know what. That's so funny. That's so funny. Well, the last question I ask every guest on this podcast, and it's just because I probably asked it last time. It's because I think mindset is so, so important surrounding everything. What is something that you're grateful for? Mm, I want to say my husband, because that's so cliche. Y'all, I have, I really do. I have the best husband. I could not... This is true. I can attest to this. I, I married up for sure because I like I couldn't do anything for sure, like nothing with my business without his support. Like, he's made life decisions around me, which has been just such an incredible thing. You know, in a society that doesn't typically, it doesn't usually um, recognize like you know female needs and career and entrepreneurship and all that. So it's been amazing to bring everything full circle. I know. I know. I think I'm just really thankful for, I think it's happened this year in 2020. I've become much more aware of the value of my community and the people who listen to this podcast and who intentionally like, you know, shop with me, like 
make like I had a lot of people in this community email me and say, you know, like, hey, what's your link for this? Like, I, I want to make sure that you get credit or whatever. And that just blows me away. Like, th- like that there are people out there who like intentionally go out of their way to to support me because they appreciate the work that I've done. Oh, my gosh, I'm like kind of tearing up about it. But like, I, I just sometimes I think what we the work that we do, we're just passionate about it. And we keep pushing forward. And you have so many not wins, like you have so many times where you don't think anybody's there and you're just kind of pushing on and you 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 tr- you think what you're saying you think the podcast you're putting out and you think the information you're putting out is helping people but you really don't know and then you get you know that positive email or that like dm that says like this changed my life like this information changed my life and then it just like i've gotten I, I maybe just because it's 2020 or whatever and i've been more present on social media i've gotten more of that this year. And I'm just so thankful for that. I'm thankful for a community who is like, I truly do feel like we're a community. You know how people say that? Like, oh, the, this tribe or this community, like my community. And I, and I actually do feel like the people who listen to my podcast and, you know, follow me on social media, it is a positive force. Like the people that I get to interact with on a daily basis are amazing and they're not hating and they're not canceling everybody and they're not trolls. This year, it's just been like, I've been so, I think, overwhelmed with the negativity and the hate and the discord and the anger. And it's been nice to just even, you know, I have to give huge you know, props to my co-host too, because she is just amazing. And so, you know, we have different beliefs on many things, but she and I are just, you know, we have a very similar philosophy in just how we treat people, you know, and kindness and not throwing people under the bus and trying to see everybody's perspective. And, and you know, I, I'm just thankful for, for her. I'm thankful for this podcast community, and I'm thankful for people who lead with kindness and lead with love and really do intentionally try to like support me, you know, like it just that ba- that baffles me. So, yeah, I, I really appreciate everybody. It's I, I think after November, you know, obviously we had a pretty crazy November. Melanie and I both did. And it just I, I was able to see some of those results and it was really nice. So anyway. Yeah, that was, that was so, did I just ramble on? I'm so sorry. (laughs) No, that was so beautiful. Literally every single thing you said is exactly how I feel as well. Like I am just so grateful for this community. And I know at the very beginning I mentioned like iTunes, negative iTunes reviews. That's mostly all come like when I first started on the intermittent fasting podcast, which is a much broad, it's not like my community. It's like a much broader me and my co-host, like that show is like, really high in the iTunes ranking. So we get, you know, millions of downloads. So of course you're going to attract, you know, all, all types, but like this show, this community, my Facebook group, you guys are like the best thing ever. I could, I'm going to start crying too, thinking about it. They're just so kind, so open, so loving. I got robbed this year and all my electronics were stolen and they, you guys started a care fund for me. Like I was like, I, and I was able to buy all my uh, like equipment again from it. And it was just like also helpful. Yeah. I'm just so grateful every single day for, for this show, for the content, for the, 
how it resonates. Like you said, when people email and say how it's affected them or those emails too, where they say, oh, I want to make sure that you get credit. I'm just like, wow, that just means so much. And the kindness, the kindness. It's just nice because I, 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 yeah, it's nice to have a safe, safe space. You know, I never open my Facebook group and think, oh gosh, what's somebody going to be arguing about today? Or, you know, what's even in my DMs, I don't have, and again, I, I try to lead with, I'm, I always try to lead with like, I'm, I'm Christ-centered. That's, that's what I lead with. And so that's what I want to emulate. I'm not interested in fighting you on A, B, or C issues. So I intentionally, that's, what my content centers around. Maybe that's part of it. You know, I have to acknowledge that's part of it too, because I'm not like deep in the throes of controversial issues and I, and that's fine by me, but my DMS are not filled with people trying to disagree with me or throw me under the bus or call me out or cancel me or whatever. And it's because of just, you know, the community is, is they all lead with kindness. Everybody leads with kindness. So it's, it's just really nice to have that safe space and to, (laughs) have faith in humanity, you know, after so much hatred and discord. I mean, sometimes you, you, I have to take a step away from social media because it's just so bad, you know? So like looking at other people's comments, just woof. So anyway, not this group. I know not you guys, the two groups that we're talking to actually that you've, you've impacted me so much. You pulled me into Instagram and I pulled you into Facebook groups. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Fa- the, the Facebook group has been really awesome. So there's been a lot of good discussion. And I appreciate that recommendation because that's been really nice. So, Likewise with the Insta. Girl, we got to go. I know. This has been wonderful. I don't know how to end. Do you want to put your links out there? Do we want to do that? <laughs> sure. I'll just link to everything in the show notes. How about that? Like beautycounter.com, National Well Tire did that. I Primarily Pure, I do have a, a code. It's coconuts for 10% off everything because my, my blog name is Coconuts and Kettlebells. But if there's something we talked about that I missed, I'll, I'll just put the links in the show notes. How about that? Perfect. And I'll put links in the show notes to all of, because I do have discounts for all of those biohacking things I talked about. So Blue Box, Juve, Chili Pad. Do you have a discount on the ring? Well, I'm interviewing the, the CEO and I'm going to have the interview go really, really well. This, I'm putting this out to the universe. And at the end, I'm going to be like, hey, you know, I don't have a I don't have a code. Can we work on that? Straight to the CEO. So Got it. Well, I will wait for that. How about that? <laughs> well, I actually, I asked my Facebook group. I was like, how many of you would it be a deciding factor, a code to get the aura ring? And like over a hundred people commented. So I sent them that. I was like, see? Wow. You're on it. You are, you're on it. You're like, look at this discussion of everybody who wants a coupon code. And I'm friends with some of his friends. So I'm like, can you like text him and be like, hey, can you give Melanie? (laughs) Oh my gosh, Melanie. (laughs) Melanie, a code. I got to get a code for the listeners. (laughs) It's going to happen. It's going to happen. This has been great. Noel, we should do this next year, I guess. I'm sure we will, Melanie. Annual event. You can plan. You can plan for a three hour one next time. Yeah. Yeah. We'll be like, what questions do you have for the Melanie and Noel? annual episode yes <laughs> all right thank you melanie thanks for chatting go to is it melanieavalon.com oh yes melanieavalon.com and the show notes will be at melanieavalon.com slash noel tar n-o-e-l-l-e-t-a-r-r <laughs> you can find there will be a full transcript at those show notes Oh, wonderful. And my website, you can find more about me at coconutsandkettlebells.com. And my Instagram is at coconutsandkettlebells. And all the information on the Wealth of Women podcast is on my website. And of course, just 
You can listen to the show anywhere you find and listen to podcasts. Like you are right now. Like you are right now. I'll talk to you later. Okay, bye. Bye. (laughs) Thank you so much for listening to the Melanie Avalon Biohacking Podcast. For more information, you can check out my book, What When Wine, Lose Weight and Feel Great with Paleo-Style Meals, Intermittent Fasting, and Wine, as well as my blog, MelanieAvalon.com. Feel free to contact me at podcast at MelanieAvalon.com. And always remember, you got this.